As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sometimes. Welcome to Crosscrest Radio Network and my show, Free to Be She. Glad you're here. We've got a wonderful guest we're going to introduce you to in just a moment and some future guests that you'll be very interested in. You know, I've um, uh, I got a couple of questions and some, a couple little statements to, uh, to, to say. First off, I got a re- this question here from one of our um, uh, comments that came in. The question is, does everyone in the C wait for it <laughs> group going on the crew sports IDs and etc. Well, real quick, let me tell you, I always check in in film, always. Now, this is my hair. My driver's license has the hair. My passport has the hair. I've known of people that had some issues like five, ten years ago. But I don't know of too many issues these days. They may say, well, let's just get a nice picture. And they're, they're very understanding and they'll work with you, even though you got your mail ID, passport, and all. Uh, oh, dear. All that. When you go in mail mode. Okay. So when she comes back, we'll let Jennifer know that this is happening while she's Okay. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> or she's not coming back, which then. Well, she's stuck. That in. way. Oh, you have- oh, there she oh, is. Oh, there she is. So Jennifer, you're cutting out quite a bit, unfortunately. Okay. Um, do you mind if I mention the guests that we're going to be having in a couple weeks? Yes, let's go there real quick. Okay, so um, we're really excited, guys, because we just confirmed in two weeks, so that's um, October 2nd, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to be interviewing uh, Jessica Blackler, and Jessica Blackler is the owner of and the creator of Jekka Black Makeup, and Jekka Black Makeup is a gender-free vegan makeup that supports makeup wearers of all kinds. So originally she was a makeup artist and she got asked to help some trans people to learn how to address their particular issues. And from there, she realized that there was a need in the market for makeup that could help diverse issues. And then she became her her mission to support all wearers of makeup, no matter what your expression, your gender, um, your size, your shape, your color. So something that works for everyone. And um, so they're actually part of the L'Oreal Innovations um, 
so I'm kind of curious as to what what that means to her if that means that she is like a subsidiary of L'Oreal but we'll talk about that kind of stuff so um a lot of their products are based to create solutions for diverse needs so one of the founding products that they was like a beard concealer so really going above and beyond kind of what was already out there which is not very good and they're trying to make products that were really usable for um, people that didn't necessarily know how to do it they have like booklets for all different kinds of people so it's not makeup that's just for a cross-dresser it's all inclusive so they have in their booklets information of for cross-dressers for trans for somebody with a round face for somebody that's thin and, and different issues you might have or pigmentation corrections and stuff that they kind of talk about it all so she's going to be a really informative a really fun person to talk to you know, what's really nice is that I did go to her site real quick uh, in my busy schedule. Sorry, guys. The whole time. <laughs> so new rule, every time Jennifer freezes, you have to take a drink. So everybody go get your wine or... And your... it was... <laughs> Sorry, Jennifer. You froze, Jen. <laughs> did I freeze? Am I freezing now? Good Lord. Yeah, no. yeah, no. for the moment, All right. you're fine. Nope, there we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that. Why don't you guys continue for a minute? I'm going to try to recycle my phone. Okay. 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 That sounds like a plan. All righty. Okay. Well, Victoria, um, I wasn't necessarily ready to be the lead today. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna wing it. So I'm hoping that you can kind of give everybody a basis of who you are and um, kind of explain to them because obviously you're the wife of a cross-dresser, but kind of give us a backstory of, of when did you find out that your spouse is a cross-dresser? Um, you know, if you have a family and how, how all of this kind of puts together to who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, my name is Victoria. Um, I have been married to Lily my, um, for about three years. Um, she came out to me in, um, while we were dating. We, dated, we met on an online app. And then about a month into us dating, she you know, told me, hey, I like to do the, wear women's clothing. And um, at first I thought it was like, a, Hey, I like to do this in the bedroom kind of thing, you know, um, had no clue about any of anything about the community or any of what it means, you know? Um, but we kind of evolved together and she's got to be coming, become more open about herself and everything. And, um, you know, she helped me do some, like, uh, I've never worn makeup in my life until I met her and um, she helped me come up and do all my different you know teach me how to do contour and all this kind of stuff you know um, we do have kids we have one kid together he's about 20 months old I have two kids from a previous marriage they're 18 and 13 and then um, we have four kind of adopted kids um, it's my my daughter's best friend stays with us, and then my best friend's three kids stay with me, too. So I technically have seven kids. <laughs> um, so we're definitely busy with that all the time. Um, you know, 
um, Lily can't be here because of work kind of thing too. So she's constantly working. Um, but uh, that's kind of the basis of where we're at. <laughs> yeah, sure. So tell me, you said that Lily came out about a month into dating. How did that conversation come out and how did she present that information to you? Um, well, we were, um, it was actually texting um and she told me you know she's like I have something to tell you tell me if this is okay or not you know and she told me and um we clicked almost immediately we had talked for about two weeks before we met online and um just instantly fell in love and so then um she texted me and said <laughs> you're back you're upside down you're your phone girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> sorry and then we um there we go um sorry trying to decide if I should wait for her or not there you go continue she'll, she'll pop in okay <laughs> um so she texted me and asked me that question and then she's like I like to wear women's clothing sometimes and like I said I thought it was like um kind of in the bedroom thing and at first I'm like yeah sure whatever um, you know, and at that time, this is going to sound really bad now that I know like more about the community and all this kind of stuff. But at that time, I was like, as long as you don't like pull a Caitlyn Jenner and leave me when you're older and all this kind of stuff. And um, she's like, no, absolutely not. You know, that's not what we're going for. Um, we kind of laughed off. And then later on, I got to know, um, I realized that she liked to dress up um, when she was stressed out. I realized that um, you know, she liked to dress up and play video games. It wasn't necessarily for just the bedroom, you know. Then I started learning about gender dysphoria and stuff like that and what that means. And then I came to grow, okay, this is more for her mental health, more for her to feel like normal, you know. And um, it became more of um, not that way at all, you know. So um, that's kind of how the conversation went before and how we kind of grew into it a little bit more. Um, most of our kids know, you know, and most of them, and what she came out to um, are one of my oldest daughters and because my oldest daughter came out as bisexual and um, she just wanted to tell her it doesn't have to rule your life. This is something just for you, you know, like it doesn't matter what you do, you know, or who you like or anything like that, you know, just be you. And um, I thought that was wonderful. So most of our kids know and are okay with it and yeah. Now you have a unique dynamic then because um, you have kids from another person. Do, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're involved in their life at all. Is that a conversation you've had with your previous significant other? They both, both of those kids know my 18 year old, she's a daughter and I have a 13 year old son. Apparently they've known for a long time. <laughs> Um, since Lily and I were dating and um, they found a picture of her on, on the computer and but they never said anything never acted any different never said anything about it and then uh, one day about maybe six months ago um, I was talking to my 18 year old and um, Lily and I were dressing more and more at home and it was just getting awkward to like hold the phone in a different angle or different things you know and finally I just was like I know you know and she's like yeah I know and and we talked about it a little bit more and they haven't really seen her in person they kind of expressed that they're not really ready for that but they know it exists and apparently their dad knows too okay and um I wasn't prepared for that but 
he actually told them, I don't care what um, she, you know, what she does, what, how that works. That's something that they do in their personal time. I don't ever want you to disrespect him. I don't want you to, you know, um, treat it any differently. And I was actually really impressed with that. Because as you know, ex-husbands yeah. may not always go the best. <laughs> right, right. No, that's amazing. That's great. Mm -hmm. so, so Jennifer, do you want to pop in? Glad we have you back. Yeah. Or maybe she oh. can't hear. <laughs> Take a as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody, take a shot, everybody. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're going to keep on going. It's still broken yes. up. Sorry. Is it still? I can't figure out why. Bad reception. Oh. I don't know. Did you reboot your, um, your Wi-Fi? Yeah. Re reboot your router. But I'll give that a try. I mean, it's like five feet from me, but I'll give it a try. You're doing a great job, by the way. We're going to start the Elizabeth show before we know it. I can be your co-host, maybe. You'll be back. We can't live without your you, Jennifer. So, okay. um, so I know I've got distracted. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, well, that's actually, that's really amazing that, that your, your ex you know, it's totally cool with that. How many other people in your extraneous life know? Do other uh, ones of your family members know or? Mm -hmm. His family knows, uh, or her family, sorry, knows a little bit. Um, I don't know that they know like how much that we do now. Or um, I assume most of them just assume it stopped when we got married or whatever, but nobody's asked questions or anything like that. So we just kind of let that be because it wasn't they weren't too keen on it when it before he met me so mm -hmm. um I came out finally told my best friend um probably about eight months ago and um it was when actually it was when Lily told my my daughter the 18 year old that came out as bisexual and I was kind of um unsure how to take that she was telling other people and that's one thing I wanted to talk about with Jennifer was that like I didn't want to tell people yet, Lynn, you know, and that's one thing I want some cross-dressers to realize is that when you're married and you're in that relationship and you're as one now, yes, it is your process and, you know, everybody needs to go tell people, but you need to consider your spouse's point of view too. 
and make sure they're on board and ready. Cause now I'm like, oh my gosh, well, what is she going to think and who is she going to tell and how's this going to work? And all these things are running through my head cause I wasn't quite ready for it yet, you know? And um, so it's just something to keep in mind and, and be sensitive about, you know? Um, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, what did Lily do that, you know, in consideration of you, what, what mm -hmm. things did you ask for her to hold off on or? I didn't want any of the kids to know at first um, because I wasn't sure. I had just come into the Instagram and, and met some people that were the same, that cross-dressed and everything. So I knew nothing about it, you know? So I was worried about, you know, are the kids going to treat them differently? Are the kids going to, is this going to affect their mental state? Like I have no clue how any of this works, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I would just ask to hold off, you know? And um, she told our daughter without us and then I didn't know that she had told our daughter for quite a while afterwards. I kind of figured it out. And then, um, <laughs> and so that was the biggest thing was like, kind of like, oh my gosh. Um, so that's one thing is just making sure that everybody knows to keep, you know, that's why, you know, I'm here to make sure, keep the spouses, consider their feelings, talk to them. If you're ready to tell somebody, you know, let them know, hey, I'm ready to do this. You know, are you ready? This is what's going to happen. Discuss the consequences not there shouldn't be any consequences um, you know but in the world we live in you never know <laughs> so um but not only my so they know my parents I told them my parents were completely okay with it they don't they didn't mind at all they were excited they're probably going to watch later so <laughs> hi mom <No. laughs> um and then uh some people at Lily's work found out um, there was a girl that, um, he, when he's in male mode, when he's at work, that he was really close to him. They talked about makeup all the time. And then one day he finally just came out and told her, well, apparently they had actually found, um, Lily's Instagram page, a whole bunch of them. So they had actually quite a few of them had already known for a little bit. Again, nobody says anything. Nobody cares. Everybody just, as long as you do your job, nobody's going to comment on it, you know? So that was really refreshing. It's still not something that she necessarily wants to walk out and go down the street and tell the world yet, you know, but yeah. And you guys do have quite a few um, different Instagram pages and stuff. And we're going to talk about that more at the end. We want to go over to Patreon and talk about social media with you and how mm -hmm. you guys work social media. Um, but how, what is your thought on, on Instagram? Because, uh, it's kind of hit or miss for me. Okay. I'm a cis female. I'm, you know, heterosexual. Um, I'm, you know, I am friends with obviously now with cross-dressers, but I'm not a cross-dresser. I don't have a spouse that's a cross-dresser. And you kind of have the two modes. I feel when you go on Instagram, you have those that just want to share their expression, you know, look at this outfit I have and stuff. And then you have the ones that want to show their fanny a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. and so it, then obviously cross-dressing is a little bit more of a sexual thing for them. So how did you feel about that when you were first going on Instagram and, and seeing this as a, as a, you know, significant other that hadn't been exposed to it? Yeah. When I, when she first told me she opened the page and I was like, oh my gosh, like what kind of, you know, like, um, I'm a photographer and that's one of the things that Lily and I do is she gets dressed up and I take her picture and everything, but we'd never really shown them to anybody else, you know? 
And I'm like, I don't know about sharing, you know, and um, it's going to bring in unwanted attention, but that's part of the cross-dressing is getting that attention showing, you know, for her. And so most of the time it's okay. There is some people that, you know, you get guys that talk that you don't really want to talk to, but block them and it should be okay. Um, I'm all for people showing stuff, but at the same time, like Lily and I, you know, she's like, I won't show anything that doesn't, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? We like to leave it up to the imagination, <laughs> you know, like if it comes to that kind of stuff. So, Did it make you um, question though, the cross-dressing when you first saw different people's pages or, you know, did that make you concerned at all? I guess. Concerned, like concerned about. Of, of other Think about other um, wives of cross-dressers or girlfriends mm -hmm. that just discovered and they go to find information on cross-dressing and they see, they start going on Instagram and looking up cross-dressing and mm -hmm. they find some very innocent things and they might find some really not innocent things. Mm -hmm. um, did you, did that concern you? I mean, if you, when you saw that, were you like, oh, what kind of a cross-dresser is he? Or Yeah, yeah. I thought that, like, there was questions of like, I found this. Do you like this kind of stuff? Like, what are we doing here? You know, and um, it's just all about communication. And what we've both always said as awkward as the conversation could possibly be in this circumstance, you have to have those conversations. So yeah, there's been stuff I found and I'm like, you know, and like one of the questions, you know, that came in my mind when he, when he told me and I realized the gender dysphoria and all this, I'm like, are you actually attracted to males? Like, is that a thing? And like we had to have that conversation to see where we were at and if it would still work. And um, so it, it did concern me, you know, and does cross dressing, you know, one thing that people say is cross dressing leads to wanting to transition and all this stuff. And I've had some ugly conversations with people that say, you're not going to be enough. And um, she's going to want to transition and everything. And um, Lily's always told me 100% though you know that's not what this is about that's not what I want to do you know we want to have more kids obviously you can't do that if you transition that kind of stuff you know um so yeah you know uh, can am I coming in okay we can hear you yeah okay um uh that's one of the major issues that I have with the whole cross-dressing trans or whatever it you know is that there's a predisposition with a lot of the transgender community that think just because we want to express our feminine side that this is the first step down the road. They don't understand this is the first step and the only step. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is where why a lot of men hide in the uh, closet because their fear of coming out and people saying, and being branded on something we're not. And no one wants to be branded what they're not. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're here and we're trying to help not only the cross-dresser, but you being a wife, our family mm -hmm. members, loved ones. It's about having the knowledge, the awareness, the communication, developing the tools. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's okay to talk about some things that are difficult. In fact, it is healthy. Mm -hmm. It's healthy. Next week, we're going to have another couple on. And she approached me. 
you know, and give you an idea. I want to read this. She wrote this to us, you know, and I want to read this because it, to me, it was really heartfelt. And this is the kind of thing that really helps me to keep going with all this. And she wrote, he's more relaxed than I've ever seen him. Thanks to your podcast, he learned about the pink cloud and it helped me a lot. He was so excited about being able to be free for the first time in his life that he forgot about how I was feeling. You've helped us immensely, and I thank you for being such a positive force in our lives. Your podcast truly made a difference in our life together. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and I can just appreciate you and the next couple because she went online she had similar things and she found all this stuff and it you know that's why we need to step in mm -hmm. you know there's so much misconception and there's so many people out there are going to say and do whatever they want especially images and and concepts that we even want to have our lay our eyes on it mm -hmm. and uh that because they're trying to make a buck off us mm -hmm. and it's totally wrong so as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. This is why we're here. There's a really good, wholesome family um, uh, uh, culture here that's waiting to come out. And that's what I want. Uh, uh, before we get too far into things, a couple things. Um, if you're watching our podcast here, go down to the lower right-hand corner down here and uh, subscribe to us, like us, always like us, wherever you go and watch them our videos, that really helps us. And we've got this cruise coming up. I'm gonna be putting a lot more information about the cruise uh, on YouTube. And you can go to uh, crossdresstravel.com and there's uh, information there about the cruise. It's gonna be Halloween of next year. You got lots of time to plan, to get things together. And, and you can, I'll tell you, you wanna take your closet with you. <laughs> Everything you have, you want to go. I know people that make five changes a day because they say, I want to wear everything. I haven't had a chance to wear this or that or something. 
I can do it. And you're totally accepted all the way around. Totally. And um, um, Patreon, that's there too. And uh, I probably had something else, but I will save that for later. Oh, I wanted to have you take a moment. Take a moment and address the, first off, the, um, the cross-dressers. If they're going to come out and talk to their wives, their girlfriends, family, what would be the key points you would recommend to any male cross-dresser that's going to talk about something? The first thing is come out and be honest as soon as you know, especially when it comes to wives or girlfriends, um, because there's times where people, you know, don't tell them for 10 years down the road. And I hear stories of, you know, my wife wants to leave me now because she doesn't, you know, you have, and then, so the first thing is be honest as soon as possible. And the second thing is to take some grace when you're talking to them and be prepared for any reaction and be okay with any reaction. Um, the biggest key part that I found out was I needed to understand and I needed to have knowledge about what this meant for mm -hmm. me to truly be able to accept it. And it took me a long time to get there to where, I mean, I always accepted it and I was okay with it, but I didn't really know what I was dealing with. And, um, and so when you come out and if you, you know, you come out and it's been a while and you've been with this person for a while, you know, they may take it and they have to realize that you're almost two different identities when you cross dress sometimes, you know, and so they feel like they're meeting a new person. They feel like there's another person in the marriage, you know, that's something they have to kind of work through and make sure it's okay with them. Wow. That's great advice. Now, can you take a moment and do the same thing with the females out there that, like you, have been searching for knowledge, searching for something. How do I get started with this? I got a boyfriend, and uh, it's really great. And I ran across his stuff, and we had this conversation. And it's like, you know, I want to be supportive. This is weird, uh, whatever. You know, how would you, what would you say to the females? Okay. Um, with the females, I would say, um, when you're listening to them and they're coming out to you, um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Make sure you get as much knowledge of what this means to them. Um, it could be simply that they just, you know, they feel comfortable and they just want to do it at home. You know, do they want to go out in public? You know, um, don't Google cross-dressing. <laughs> I found that out the hard way. There's a lot of like anti people, either it's bad stories or it's stuff you don't want to find or anything you know there's so many great things on instagram there's so many great people out there that are you know trying to get the word out and everything um that's where i found all my knowledge that i needed you know um and just my biggest thing was just we lily and i always you know i've said it already but as awkward as the conversation is as awkward as the question may be don't be afraid to ask it because you're not going to know how to handle this situation you know even if it's sexual and do you like this or is this part of this, you know, don't be afraid to have those conversations because you're always going to wonder, you know. One of our listeners was asking specifically, and I think you kind of hit on it, is, is where did you find your information when you were first researching cross-dressing? And you're just saying that, you know, if you were having a hard time finding it on the internet, 
Mm -hmm. So when I Instagram then, or I would definitely say Instagram, there was a couple things I found on Facebook, but you had to like join the group and I wasn't sure how to join the group or answer the questions to join the group because I knew nothing about it. And so, um, Instagram was great. Like, um, I literally typed in, um, cross-dressing wife and then, um, Deb, the cross-dresser's wife popped up and, um, I love her to death. Um, she answered a lot of my questions. She sent me to a couple other, other wives that she knew and, um, she helped me kind of gain a little bit more perspective, you know, her told me her story and everything that made me feel a little bit better you know my biggest thing was like how does this work with kids you know like how do we do this and you know you know Deb kind of explained to me how her story went and I've talked to other people and that helped me kind of guide where I wanted to go did you find there's a lot of misleading information then yeah there's a lot of I mean almost everything I found before I found that was all sexualized and every question Lily and I had, I had for her was all sexual stuff, you know, and there may be some aspect to that, but that's totally not at all, like, what this entails 100%, you know, and so, um, yeah. Well, what's interesting when you mentioned about sexualized and, and, and the cross-dresser specifically, uh, there's a lot of data that is pointing in a direction that uh, true cross-dressers, when they get into, I, I, like me, I came out later in life. I think I was in my late 40s or something when it hit me, you know, it's like, boom, and all there it was. And um, you get into a sort of a sexual phase for a, a short period of time, and then you start mm-hmm. settling into something more. And mm-hmm. it's not the sexual thing because you're enjoying this other aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really create something beautiful then. And uh, I know that when I cross-dress, I change. I become softer mm-hmm. and gentler and more talkative and out there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Really, it was Jennifer who brought me, the shy male, out of, of the closet, you might say. And fear mm-hmm. of, of, you know, feeling like I didn't fit in and that kind of thing and brought mm-hmm. me out. So it's been a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's funny that you that you say it that way because that's definitely like in the beginning I know for Lily it was more of kind of a sexual thing and different and stuff and um after we had our son he's about 20 months old and she was able just to dress up and come sit on the couch and watch a movie with us or you know we started doing like live shows where we cook a dinner together and that's all she wants to do now you know like it's definitely come into a more just, I just want to relax and be with you and be me. Like it doesn't have to do anything, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I'm sorry. Do you talk about about Lily as like another person or, cause I know like when I posted one of your pictures today that Lily Mm -hmm. did your makeup and, and when you made that post, you said when my wife did my makeup, (laughs) <laughs> so do you think of Lily as a separate person or is it just two sides of the same coin? It's kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, because I mean, when he's in male mode, he's done my makeup before too. And it's fine. Um, so, but when I, when I'm talking about him dressed up, I try to make sure I use a she, you know, um, but it's hard because he's in male mode a lot of the times. And so I, I end up using the wrong pronoun, but luckily he's not 
he's okay with all that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no. And, but I, I do know that like when he is Lily and when he is my husband, there are different personalities, like you said, that come out, you know, he's more talkative and fun and one, you know, wants to do something different. And like when we get on the live and we're talking and stuff that, you know, he's so more outgoing and everything. Um, and then when he's in male mode, I don't think anybody would ever notice or ever imagine this is the person he is, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool, but it also has brought out some more positive things in his male mode. He's more talkative now. He's not afraid to have conversations and different things. So Okay. well he and i have a lot in common then that's for sure <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um well along those lines because i said my wife now you got married and then you got remarried did you not mm -hmm. can you tell us a little about that so because i know this is probably a fantasy for a lot of cross-dressers <laughs> that they that you had your wedding, but then you proceeded to have another wedding with Lily. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, we, I haven't had a wedding with Lily yet, um, but I was, you know, I'm married, I did have, um, I mean, I was married and I got remarried to somebody else, um, but uh, I got remarried to Lily. But not, he was in male form, not necessarily okay, okay. female form. Mm -hmm. I thought that you did ha get married with, with uh, like Lily in a dress. No, that's definitely a fantasy though. That's definitely, she's been sending me hints, like pictures of wedding dresses and stuff. So maybe we'll have to do that soon. I'm crossing my cross dresser. Wrong couple, wrong couple. Sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's true. There, it, it really is a huge fantasy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's interesting is when I was a member of uh, a trias group uh, in uh, Orlando, Florida, back some years ago. And it's all like, uh, we all had our, uh, like a bucket list or our girl list. And we say, I did this in film, you mark the box off, you know? Mm -hmm. And these are all things It's sort of like, yes, yes. And all, but it's, it's not like you don't want to be the girl. You want to you want to enjoy that particular uniqueness that women have and the opportunities mm -hmm. that they can have, and so we can taste that in a sense, mm -hmm. you know. And it I feel it makes us far better um, uh, in our relationships with our wife, mm -hmm. our girlfriend, whoever, and also any female in our life, or we happen by pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a higher respect level. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, just the, you know, makeup aspect alone. Um, Lily and my daughter will sit here for hours and try to do each other's makeup and come up with new techniques and everything. And she's so just, you know, she's very much into it. She's very good as you can obviously see. <laughs> but, um, uh, so knowing that and little things like the chest plate she had originally was very large. And then she walked around town and at one time, one time, and she was like, this hurts my back oh my gosh, you do this every day. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was something, you know, she so definitely had a new appreciation for it, you know, so, yeah. That's so funny. I did <laughs> notice that before, that that Lily had had a really big chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was something. So it was really cool. She tried on a dress once that, that wouldn't fit with that big chest plate. And um, she was so, she learned how to contour her chest and just the, elation on her face when she tried this on she's like I feel like I'm me I don't have to wear anything I don't have to do anything and then all of a sudden she started going back to just being herself and finding stuff that's more comfortable and 
you know, like not necessarily wearing that. Yes, she enjoys it sometimes, but it doesn't have to be all the time. And that was really cool. That was kind of a big opening for her. So do you feel yeah. like that was one of her like kind of pink fog moments that mm -hmm. you know, I want the big rack and, you know, just mm -hmm. living it, living at large, literally. And, but then you grow past that as, as you're, you know, you come to light in your cross dressing. It's yeah. almost like you're doing this exploration of finding yourself. Mm -hmm. you know, and you find a, a set point, an anchor point that is you, that's unique to yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you may experiment in different ways and say, and I'm sure that women have their version of that too. Oh, yeah. And it's all new to us. And we kind of have to go fast through this because women have had a lot more time to develop their being a woman. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of fast track. Yeah. Yep. The same with makeup with her too. Originally, if you look at some of her older pictures, she's got a lot of makeup on, a lot, you know, and then recently she just started you know wearing a little bit less or making it look more natural and um and you know that she feels amazing that she can she's like I feel again more me this is me not necessarily has to wear all that you know so that was really cool I just had to mention that um Davina on Facebook says that they're thinking about getting remarried on their 35th anniversary with her in a dress so Oh, pretty, pretty amazing. You want to be live? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, one of our other friends on there. Um, her wife um, um, gave her, they've been married for like 10 years and the wife gave her a ring recently and like re wanted to marry them and everything. And I was like, oh, so yeah, that's definitely in the works eventually. So yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. That is. I, I've heard of wonderful stories. I haven't had one yet that uh, we can, you know, put on the air, which I would love to do. <laughs> I would love to do that, you know, because especially when they got married and he's in male and then she comes back to him and proposes to him. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that. And talking mm -hmm. about really feeling like she loves me, mm -hmm. no matter who I am, mm -hmm. you know, boy, she just, you know, hooked him for the rest of his life. And he wants to be there. I mean, mm -hmm. for someone that would do that, you know, he would give his life for. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool. I love right. it. <laughs> so I missed some of the earlier stuff. So I may uh, wind up with a question that's uh, already been covered or something. And all. Um, but, uh, you know, what can you describe for the men mm -hmm. for the men the cross-dresser when he told you the emotions right there the emotions that you felt that the initial shock those emotions and for shortly thereafter when he first came out to me um I know that my reaction is probably different than most people's. <laughs> um, I was honestly like, maybe for 20 seconds, I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming whatsoever. And um, I, he texted it to me and um, I'm, it took me about 30 seconds to respond with, I love you with who you are, for who you are. It doesn't matter what you wear, sure. You know, and then I made a joke about it, which was probably not okay. And then, <laughs> um, and then we moved on, and 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I know um, later on when I realized that it was more, I think it was later on that I had more emotions about it because when I realized there was more like gender dysphoria there, there was more, um, I like to do this when I'm anxious or sad or this is how I relax, you know, um, that's when a lot more questions came out for me, like, um, what is, you know, what does this mean? Are you going to, you know, transition? Do you like men? Do you like, all these thoughts were going through my head when I realized that there's more to this than just a good time, per se, if that makes any sense, you know. You've mentioned gender dysphoria a couple times, and that's almost something I think of more with trans mm -hmm. um, necessarily than, than cross-dressing in just from my observations. And you can't say, you know, any one thing is a stereotype just yeah, yeah. because there's so many different facets, but for, you know, sake um, that, that I feel like cross-dressing is just this other aspect of this person that's, that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. It needs to come out. Now, do you really feel like Lily was dysphoric or, or no, is it just something that was always there? I think, you know, like, I guess coming across that term, that was the best way to describe what it was, because it is something that when she feels anxious, when she's, you know, any kind of mood, but happy, you know, that's instantly where she wants to go. That's her safe place, you know? And so that made me, that's why I think it is. But I think that it's something that's always been there. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever she tells her story, she'll tell you that, you know, she's dreamed of this since she remembers being really little and dreaming that, dreaming of dressing up and stuff, you know? Um, so. I do find though that, that when the pressures of their male life, you know, become mm -hmm. too much or it's a lot going on at work or I got to pay these bills and da, 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 you know, stuff starting to come in on them that's when they want to express. They want to get out and get away from that maleness mm -hmm. and those pressures yeah. and enjoy the, the kind of freeingness of going on femme. Yeah. 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 I think what it does, you know, I, I, I've wrestled with this my, myself, you know, the question is, uh, am I trying to run from myself? Uh, this something like that. And I've thought about it and thought about it because when I get stressed, I like going there too. And that's what a lot of men like. They go there. And I think what it is, or it could be, is that they go there and they find a piece which then they could use to find clarity mm -hmm. to go back and slay the beast, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, but they, they just needed some clarity. And this gave them that chance. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. It's not going to be all of it, but that's part, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I said, I'm new to all this. So when I see like that term just seemed to fit the situation. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, uh, to a large extent is, is really not appropriate for us. Yeah. And yeah. It's, I don't think it's dysphoric. Uh, and I think they want to use that a lot because they don't understand us. They, mm -hmm. they, they tag us as being like transgender who want to be a woman. So you have a, a dysphoria there, but uh, I'd like to come up with something different for us. Yeah. That's why I use cross dresser versus a trans person. Exactly. Because we don't want to be 
we like what we be and we like our pieces and parts and things in there that are our men. We like that. And mm-hmm. we love our women. It's just that this facet that we have. And I've mentioned before that cross-dressing is a facet on everyone's individual beautiful diamond because we're all a beautiful diamond with many wonderful facets. And it is just one of our facets. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wow. agree. <laughs> Okay. Well, I think we're uh, getting to a point that we need to go over to our um, uh, Patreon side. And uh, I invite uh, our audience to go and sign up for Patreon. That helps us out a lot. And we got some great uh, content over that you only find on Patreon. It, and it really helps us out and it shows your support for us. And we can keep bringing you the real depth. We want to get as I say, the, the guts of it, get right down to it so we can sort it out and, and really get rid of that other stuff that you see on the internet mm-hmm. and get right to it. Um, Victoria, before we go, can you please tell us where they can find you and Lily on Instagram? Yeah, um, I'm Miss Victoria, M-I-S-S Victoria8487 on Instagram. And Lily is Lily the Lollipop Girl at um, Lily the Lollipop Girl at Instagram and then also with a number seven too. She has two accounts. And then, so we're going to go over to Patreon and talk about some of the things that you guys do um, with your your social media and going live and um, some of your membership type stuff. So. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Next week, like I said, we're going to have this other wonderful couple and she really wants to talk from a female wife point of view about the crossdresser and their relationship, their marriage, how that can be beneficial to everyone. And that's gonna be another really good, we're gonna have two good ones in a row. So stay tuned, we got more good stuff coming for you. And we're going to Patreon. Thank you all. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.